0: Welcome to the All Just Noise mini-disc cast. I'm James. And I'm Neil. And it's a bit sombre today, Neil. We're obviously here in the uh, the immediate aftermath of the death of uh, Lady Diana, Princess of Wales. Um, Indeed. I, I suggest
1: we will probably never forget where we were uh, last, whenever it was, Saturday morning when it happened.
0: <laughs> it was a Sunday morning,
1: so you've clearly it. already <laughs>
0: forgotten where the, you were.
1: The, 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 weekend, the weekend was a blur. I was pissed for most of it, I'll be honest.
0: Excellent. Drinking, drinking to her honour, I assume.
1: Oh, uh, of course, yes. Well, afterwards, yeah, not before.
0: Well, unlike her driver, um, who's, <laughs> uh, who's having a lovely evening. To, to 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 sort of mark the the somber occasion, um, we're, we're noting not only potentially the death of Britain's least hated member of the royal family, but also possibly the death of Britpop. How dare you? How do we, no. when, when Oasis had
1: just released what could be the greatest album of all time, how could you possibly suggest that Britpop might be dying?
0: Neil, save it. Save it for later. Because okay. today's big feature is Britpop. Is it dead yet? It's been a great couple of years. Uh, we've had some fantastic albums come out, some brilliant singles, some huge bands launched, catapulted around the world as, a, as an outcome of this. But it's beginning to feel a lot like... A mangod car in a Parisian tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have put it better myself. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we're going to debate that. But before we get on with that, we should we should obviously lift ourselves above all of that nonsense. And yes. uh, and I'll ask the question, Neil. What have you been listening to? What have
1: I been listening to? Well. Obviously, so you say that some great albums have been out over the last couple of years. And in my opinion, they just keep on coming because I've had two very recent albums on almost constant repeat over the last couple of weeks. So the first one is the absolute return to form of Primal Scream um, with their album Vanishing Point. It's their, their fifth album. Um is I think it their they- fifth? Oh, really? This fifth album, yeah, I mean the first couple kind of went under the radar a bit, and it was only when Screamer came out uh, mm. in the nineties that they really started to get a bit high profile. Then they briefly disappeared up their own arse for a, for a couple of years, um, but now they're back with a, a real uh, quality sounding album. It's it's quite gritty. Um, it's got none of the sort of the soft rock crap that was on the uh, on the last album, um, like the uh, get get your rocks off and all of that stuff. None, none of that nonsense. So it's uh, it's a little bit grittier. So- faux country
0: stuff, you hope that you yeah. hope they don't go down a faux country route again I, I, well, a, it doesn't doesn't suggest
1: they will on this album I can tell you so I, I highly recommend that one um, and the other one is a band slightly younger only on their second album Super Furry Animals uh, are back mm. with Radiator um, no, I with... think
0: we, t- we talked about a few years ago when they were just coming onto the scene on that's the, right yeah, by one like... of our cassette casts yes
1: because I think, yes, cause I think we, we yeah didn't we see them at Reading I think in one of the one of the yeah slides? I
0: think we were previewing it actually I, don't, I think yeah. I mean I, in the end you went to see them I, I think I, 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 I got lost and didn't bother, but
1: um... as you, as you always seem to do at Reading for some reason. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but Super I was like, yeah, I... yes. <laughs> He got lost for three days this year. Um, so super Animals, I said when I saw them that um, they're fantastic. They're a quirky band. They're out from uh, deepest, darkest Wales. Half of their songs are in, in Welsh language. They're, they're very unusual, but they're, they're really good fun. And the, the second album, uh, say, called Radiator, really good. So well worth a listen. So recorded-wise, that's mainly what I've been listening to.
0: It's a great. I, I, I commend you on that one as well. It's a great record. It's. It, I would say it's a lot more chart-friendly than uh, the Fuzzy Logic was to a certain extent. It feels yep. like they're, they're, they've they've been possibly moulded a little bit by the label to do something a little bit more chart-friendly and accessible. But it's it's some some great tracks on there. I think there'll be some brilliant singles coming off it.
1: And, and this is what, what I probably—they're they're just about under the realms of Britpop, I'd say. in that you're right, chart-friendly, but without being pop music, so it's, uh, it's it's accessible and it's it's kind of with the moment. And I, I can see it being popular, but it's in absolutely no way selling out. And I think that's the that's the main thing that I took from the
0: album. Neil, they would be very much part of my part of my uh, my case for the uh, prosecution as to why Britpop is definitely dead. <laughs> Um, have you, uh, save, you save it, save it James? Save. I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. Uh, I was going to ask you if you've been to anything, uh, anything in the live music arena. Uh, of course, you and I were uh, were both at the Hammersmith Palais for, uh, sure, for the, the Verve. The Palais, yes, for the Verve. So um,
1: they. Trailing their their third album, which is which is due out last year. Um, obviously, they've already had Bittersweet Symphony out as a single this year, which was an absolute sort of blast back into the mainstream for the Verve, because they have also been a bit quiet for the last few years. But that song made it made a hell of a splash, and I I thought it was it was a really good set. Um, and I like the fact that they uh, they dipped back into the first couple of albums, but played plenty of new stuff, and it sort of it molded together quite seamlessly. I thought I was really impressed by the set list.
0: Yeah, I think you're you're always delighted when you when you get Slide Away still creeping in there. Yeah. it's the only thing they played from A Storm in Heaven, which, uh, which is a great record. But yeah, it's it, it still it, it was knowing enough that they were going back to back to their roots back to the early stuff without just going going big on bittersweet symphony it didn't even finish on bittersweet symphony stuck in the middle of the encore but um yeah no it's it's a
1: decent venue the palais as well isn't it it's it's a polite venue i always say you always get a nice polite crowd there which isn't always the best atmosphere but it's always a um you get a good crowd there you get a fantastic view um and yeah i I quite enjoyed it i don't normally enjoy my schleps to west london but i thought that was it
0: very enjoyable night nice out. It's a sod to get back to South London from there, though. Oh, okay. uh, and the pubs around there are shit. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, but still, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's a venue will be on that be on our circuit for a while. Yeah. Um, so, so James, what have you been listening to? Uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you asked. Um, mostly just live stuff at the moment. There's a couple of a uh, couple of couple of new albums coming out, but I'll, as you say, I'll save them for the for our pop conversation. Uh, you and uh, another gig we were both at. We were at the Water Rats to see the Kings of Infinite Space, who were I think it's safe to say disappointing. Agreed. Yeah, um, yeah uh, a bit bit rubbishy, but we'd we'd had a tip off that a, a young Scottish band, the Beta Band, were uh, were opening um, early, very early doors, sort of. Pre half eight, they were on, um, so we thought we'd pop along and, and see uh, see what they were like, and they blew the socks off both of us. It was a hard, you know, it was still a busy yeah. room. Like word had got out, I think a lot of the Zines had been in on there. There was an article in uh, in Melody Maker as well, and. It was um, rammed, wasn't it, for, I for was an sorry, opening band? I mean, for an opening band, it then emptied out and then got a bit busier again. We should yeah. have stayed. We should have definitely stayed in the pub, yeah, uh, <laughs> and not bothered, but because uh, it was great. They only played for twenty minutes, but just very sort of psychedelic. You know, a lot of acid getting dropped before uh, before going on stage. You could tell. Uh, all kinds of effects pedals, but stayed the right side of, uh, of wanking around as well. Like it was, it was, it was tuneful enough. And the the guy Steve, who's uh, who, who's fronting them, incredible voice is really sort of deep baritone, quite sort of monotone in a way, but um, but really sort of brings all of that that sort of cacophony of noise that's behind it forward. So yeah, really, really good. I think they'll go places. I was about
1: to ask the question: Do you think they'll make it?
0: I think they will. It'll be a shock if they stay around on the circuit for a long time they they didn't seem like the most the most easy going bunch so i could imagine i could imagine them getting signed to a label getting fed up with them before too long but I, I think we'll be hearing a lot more from them unlike the uh the kings of infinite space yeah I, I was
1: about to say unlike the uh the the main guys who i've already forgotten the name of so
0: yeah what else have i been listening to i went to uh went to see uh travis at the astoria um uh, which is good we like the astoria we've, we've talked about oh. it before, great old venue, be around forever. In the main room, which is a great venue, just the sound there's excellent. So Travis, another Scottish band, who are currently touring an album called uh, Good Feeling, which is which is fantastic. So they they sort of rattled through a lot of that. They're they're a, they're a Glasgow art school band, very catchy, a bit Britpoppy. You know, four lads with guitars. They're they're doing the doing the normal thing, but a couple of great songs on there. Happy is a really good anthem. Had the whole place going wild for, and uh, good time to die good day to die or something like that that was that seemed to get the crowds in and another one uh questionably called uh called under 16 girls which um uh <laughs> which which is probably going to get them into a bit of bother at some point but um but yeah if they can if they can it gets it gets all
1: bands into bother at some point in their career if they
0: can, yeah i was gonna say if they can stay if, if they can if they can keep it legal i suspect they might be uh <laughs> they, they might they might be a huge hit at some point thinking to the oasis album uh just gone so not definitely made not um be here now Uh, what's the story morning glory some of the quieter acoustic uh, bits on that stuff like wonder war which did very well and uh, don't look back in anger there are definite influences there in what travis are doing i think as well so um so yeah they they sort of tread between the the quiet loud thing quite well and and live it's a really interesting set so yeah it was a really i I thought it was a big venue probably a bit big for them but it was still pretty busy so yeah that was that was a good one I uh, really enjoyed that
1: let's, let's be honest all gigs at the Astoria are great no matter who's
0: on but... <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever That's seen I i don't think i've ever seen a bad gig there no. uh, but i don't think i ever will so yeah as we're talking about bands that are treading that tightrope of, uh, of Britpop we move on to our feature for the evening is Britpop dead as dead no. as- Anna. Uh, yes. There, there, is, there, there we go. go. <laughs> right. Okay. That's it. Great. <laughs> on. Hope, hope you enjoyed the mini discast. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, see you next time. Um, Neil, do you want to uh, make your case for the uh, for the defence, or would you uh, would you like me yeah, to? I mean,
1: it, it's uh, more a case. It was more a case for why the hell are we debating this? Because I mean, I've already given several examples in the the ten minutes we've been on air of how Britpop is absolutely not dead or even dying because the great albums keep on coming and um, there's always oh. going to be.
0: Are they Britpop albums now?
1: Yeah, of course they are. I mean, Oasis are the the sort of the main figurehead for for Britpop and they've just released a fantastic third album and there's but always Is it
0: a Britpop record?
1: Yes, yes it is. And there's always going to be people in the music press that just decide before they've even heard it that oh it's uh, it's, it's 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 too far gone now, it's too overblown, they're just they they're not they're not writing the same sort of songs they used to. It's it's nothing like the old Britpop spirit. I think that's bollocks. I think there's uh, there's enough on B here now to properly justify that tag and and why they they are the biggest and the best band in the world and, and will carry on being so for a long time in my opinion.
0: But, 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 but was all about rebellion and being different and, and and really stamping your authority on 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 the world, getting over all of that, you know, down with the Tories, all of this. And uh and you've got in is,
1: that and, you've is got, that and
0: you've got you've got Noel Gallagher going for tea and cakes with uh, with Tony Blair. And Tony Blair seems like a lovely chap. I think you know, you'll probably do a good job. He looks like he's not gonna get involved with any sort of pointless foreign wars like the previous lot did, and you know, just sort of keep himself to himself, which is just what we need, and sort of help 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 sort out some of that unemployment issues that are floating around and yeah, and suddenly you've got Noel Gallagher and Liam Gallagher popping around for a um, scone and a chat it's it's hardly the act of rebellion that Britpop has become synonymous with really I don't
1: think it needs to be though it's uh and you you always love to bring stuff back to politics I've always said keep politics out of music kaboom James. you have always you? said that I have always said that and I think um Britpop actually for me what it represented was actually British music coming to the forefront of the world's attention with some Unbelievably good music and the, the real return of guitars back into the mainstream, um, and actually getting rid of lo- a lot of that pop crap. And as hard as the Spice Girls are, uh, are trying to undermine some of that with their own, uh, own separate movements, uh, I can't they, see uh,
0: they, they, they're off to, to make a film, apparently.
1: Yeah, they're off to make a movie. movie Where are just, we
0: going to get Oasis the movie? That's what I want to know. We,
1: we will never get Oasis the movie. I don't yet. think, I, I don't, so, I, because I don't they're think, all about the music.
0: I don't think you'll ever see anybody from Oasis do a film at all I just don't I, I just don't think that's in their thing what, however what? you know you talk about the the the, the re-emergence of guitar based music I'd, I'd like to point you in the in the direction of the title track from the new album be here now about halfway through that you can hear a toilet flushing <laughs> if that's not that the sound of Britpop being flushed down the loo I don't know what is. I just that, think that that that's that's overblown, thing. ostentatious nonsense. That I think Britpop has got so big, it's now eating itself.
1: I just think they wanted their own sort of classic sound, a bit like the um, the famous Joy Division track, where they've got the uh, the can of deodorant uh, making making the sound in the background. They just wanted something different to make a bit make a make a bit of percussion for the I track. Mean, wrong with
0: that. What are the Gallagher's gonna do next? Just have like scissors being played on tracks or something, <laughs> you know, like, just <laughs> snipping away. Like it's never a never ending problem for me, but. You know, I'm, I'm focusing a lot on the negative, and and, and we're talking a lot about Oasis here. Oh, I, nice. I don't think it's a negative thing. Britpop was excellent, and you know, I love the, the past few years we've had have been absolutely incredible. What we have seen though is this emergence of a lot louder. You know, you talked about guitar-based music that's really coming through, and you could argue that Britpop, in a way, was the antithesis of uh, of grunge. And now with, we're kind of creating our own grunge with bands like Feeder, who are coming through. Polythene's just come out a few months ago, which is brilliant record Uh, there's a young Scottish band called Idlewild who are starting to emerge doing very similar sort of things and last week there's just a couple of days after um, Be Here Now was released uh, the Stereophonics released Word Gets Around now they've had a couple of singles from that and you want to hear about charged emotional real music it's almost taking Britpop out of that beer and girls and ex-girlfriends and shitty romance and all of that sixth form poetry and really putting it in the real world, talking about you know joblessness and suicide and you know some of those real the the real cutting edge issues that are that, that are genuinely going out there in in the world as opposed to the perception of what's of what's out there. And I, I think we're getting to this kind of raw scuzzy side of Britpop now. And oh, you know, a question for you then a Manic Street preachers Britpop? That's a very good question. Because they were doing that
1: before the, the the emergence of Britpop they were talking about suicide and pain and, and all of that sort of scuzzy stuff. Well, they um, said suicide was painless. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, <laughs> they did. Yes. Uh, hang on a minute, I've just got to pour some uh, pour some rum. Good
1: idea. I've got go. some rum as well. So yeah, um, but, I mean, are they? The are
0: they, are they well, I, I think in a way, in a way, they're a bit like uh, they're a bit like primal scream in that they, or or, or Sir Alex Ferguson, to uh, to give another uh, contemporary reference, they they pass beyond many ages and eras. They they they're not defined by Brit Britpop. The manics existed during Britpop. But they existed before and I suspect they'll exist afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. They've they've taken on different different sound as well. You know, you think of something yeah, like sign for Life in Australia. It's it, it's quite it, it's quite Britpoppy and in, in you know it's 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 very rounded. It's it's quite orchestral in places. A, a band, a, a great example, I would say, of a band that sort of moved beyond. You know, they've had the they've had the party and now the, the hangover's kicking in, is someone like Radiohead, who you know have just released Paranoid Android, which is a real eye opener compared to some of the stuff that was on the Bends. It's uh quite scatty. The vocal are all over the place. There's not even a chorus. I mean, it's a very, very powerful, very good song. But you compare that to something like Just or, you know, even Street Spirit, which itself was, I suppose, some of the slightly more abstract and avant-garde element of the of, of the bends. But it's very different. I just feel like we're moving into, into a slightly more Multifaceted level of, of music, that, and I, I don't think you can call it Britpop.
1: So I can't. Isn't it just a second phase of Britpop then? Because I think the the same things that I'm arguing apply. That it's still British music being at the forefront of the world industry, and that that radiohead song is everywhere, all around the world. And I'm sure a lot of the bands that you're talking about will be internationally very successful. And it's it's still very much British guitar music being at the heart of the world music scene. And for that, for me, is Britpop. And yes, the sounds might change slightly, and perhaps some of the bands are evolving and going in different directions. But it's just a second phase of Britpop for me, rather than saying it's dead.
0: Neil, for me, it's dead.
1: James, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's drink. Let's agree to disagree. Let's agree
0: wrong. to disagree and move on. And um, you know, it's only fair we give our listeners the opportunity to uh, to debate some of those uh, those tunes that are coming out. We've got four cracking new bands who've got some new releases out, and we're uh, we're going to take each one in turn as part of our regular new release feature. It's time for. The, the Nearly, nearly wild, wild Show. show. Yes, four more tunes described as animals. (laughs) What more could you want here in 1997? Neil, we're going to kick off with a track from Jason Pierce and Spiritualized called Electricity.
1: Uh, well, I, I thought that was excellent. Um, but before I come on to actually talk about the uh, the song, uh, we should just mention I can't believe the the actual Really Wild Show is, is no no longer is no more. There is no more Really Wild Show. So we uh, hopefully it will live on forever through our mini disc casts and this this very feature.
0: Yeah, it's very sad. Um... Like Michaela Strachan and and, uh, and Packham and obviously the lovely Terry Nutkins held Nupkins, that yeah. held that show together and you know it taught it taught everybody a little bit of a little bit of everything didn't yeah. it uh, it's, it feels like like the beginning of the end if Poasis didn't kill it then maybe the death of the really nice the really <laughs> wild show killed, uh, should, we, killed,
1: should, we invite, killed should we invite
0: Nutkins on the pod well, I'd love to
1: hear what he thinks of Spiritualized I
0: reckon, I reckon Nutkins Nutkins obviously uh, is it a bit stereotypical to say Nutkins probably a big status quo fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, but it's almost certainly true. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's big on that. Uh, Packham, very big in his punk. Oh, From, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know somebody who used to go to school with Chris Packham, and uh, yeah, he's uh, very much into poetry and punk rock. So he's uh, he's pretty cool. Strachan I imagine, is very much on the uh, on the on the bandwagon with all the the Spice Bus. With uh, I was about to say, she's a co his yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, on the show, <laughs> yeah, we, we have indeed
1: spiritualized fantastic tune i mean fantastic album that was out a couple of months ago um ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space it's um not quite a concept well i guess it is a concept album really it's um it definitely a, is, yeah it, yeah, bit, it uh, it's it's flows fantastically start to finish and uh it's it's one of the highlights of this year from an album point of view and this is probably the standout single i would say not necessarily the best track on the album but certainly the most obvious single um it's it's loud it's ferocious it's um it's fast and that links to my animal because when i hear it it just makes me want to go off and run somewhere it just i just as soon as i hear it it just fills me with energy so for me it's a cheetah it's fast, oh, fast, fast and ferocious.
0: Fast and ferocious. I, I, I'd agree with your summary that it's it, it's probably the, the most single-worthy track on the album, but probably not the best track for me. The the title track, ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in space. Um, brackets from so memory. many voices. So many, so many voices on that one uh yeah what's the rest of it ladies and gentlemen floating space i can't help falling enough um is uh yeah d- definitely the standout track on the album it draws you in and it, it kind of has that that feel throughout and for me it's a long way from spaceman 3 and some of the stuff that mm. that jason pierce was doing before There it feels like there's some real t-rex there's a bit of blues in there unfortunately neil there's a little bit too much wanking around on the back end of it and it starts big electricity it starts like it's going to be this sort of two minute in your face in and out very quick and for me it's not quick enough and it just gets a bit disjointed and goes all over the place by the time you get to the back end so for me it's we're also in Africa it's a baboon Oh, because it's got a big ass. It looks. Like, it looks. It looks normal. Looks not. Looks like a normal monkey from the front, and then it turns around. By the time you get to the end of it, you're like, "What the fuck was that?"
1: Brilliant. Big love red it. ass. Big red ass. Excellent. We should definitely write to Jason Pierce with that review. He'd love it.
0: I'm sure he'd love it. I think I hear he's very much open to criticism. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he loves it. Speaking of big big red asses, we now move on to Manson and Stripper <laughs> Vicar. Yeah, a bit bit glam on this one. More glam. Uh, if we say talk about T Rex before, and for me again, this is why Britpop is dead. It's now so much more than just a bunch of bunch of guys singing about booze and drugs. It's this kind of post apocalyptic Britpop world. It's it's familiar, but it's also fucking weird. But that's a good thing. So for me, Neil, it's Dolly the Sheep. <laughs> lovable but a bit weird
1: something not quite right with it absolutely (laughs) you can't quite put your finger on what it is yeah i like that i like that um i I love manson as you know um i I love the album i love i love this song but it is i mean it is frankly ridiculous um it's one of those where you, you almost you you learn the learn the lyrics as you would with any song but then you, you end up randomly laughing as you're singing along because like <laughs> why, why the hell am i singing these words what the hell are you talking about and I'm, I'm a bit although your baboon for the last song was fantastic it has kind of taken the shine off mine for for this one but i'm going to go ahead with it anyway because it's written in my notes um i think it's notes yeah yeah i've got some notes i have some Jesus. notes. <laughs> I do sometimes think about this, but I think Manson are just a, uh, a, a, one of those silly animals that everyone loves to see because they're always doing something stupid and you like to have a laugh with them. Um, so they're, they're, it's a chimpanzee for me. It's just oh. uh, it's a bit, bit, of, bit, of, bit of lols, bit of lols.
0: But, but also deadly in a fight.
1: Well, probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> are we saying that Paul Draper is deadly in a fight?
1: i think he's probably normally too pissed to be deadly in a fight
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's probably fair right okay leading on from that one we go to the seahorses uh john squire's new project uh john Squire is obviously from uh from the stone roses uh their new single is blinded by the sun yeah.
1: So quite, quite excited by the concept of the Seahorses. I, I do like this song. I'm not quite sure it delivered on what I was expecting. Um, I think when we all heard John Squire was coming back, we were like, wow. I mean, was, obviously the Stone Roses was focused on, on Ian Brown a lot, but John Squire was always what seemed like the real talent behind the band. Um, so it's a case mm-hmm. of actually could could horses sort of bring some of that back to the fore and and perhaps have a, a bit more of a shine to it than the Stone Roses have perhaps be a, a little bit slicker than, than the Stone Roses were, but I think they've probably gone a bit too far with that and they they've tried to they tried to po- polish it up too much and for me it doesn't quite work it, it loses some of the lovability that the Stone Roses always had from from being being a bit rough around the edges as, as they always were. Um, I don't know what what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean. It's in a way, it's very much the case for the defence in terms of Britpop having not died. Um, although, is, yeah, <laughs> although, yeah, I was going to say, although is it? Because the Stone Roses have sort of missed Britpop, haven't they? They yeah, they, they, sure. they weren't there at the start. Ian Brown's done the odd, you know, old bits and pieces have shown up every now yeah. and again. And now John Squire's turned up and it's, it's like they've turned up at the party after everyone's either fucked off or passed out on the couch <laughs> uh, which I, I i do think it's a bit of a shame i, I disagree with you i think this is an absolute cracking cracking song i wasn't such a fan of love is the law which was the first thing we heard from them which did yeah, yeah. basically sound like john squire's going yeah i can still play the guitar yeah um i think it's the, in a way it's that song that's put me off
1: this one a little bit yeah so not gone into this with an open mind because of that as it to use your constant phrase wanking around that was in uh, love is the law with especially that extended version with like sort of the four minute wanky guitar Uh, in the middle yeah
0: i could just live without that and that was you know you can see why ian brown got pissed off in the end yeah but yeah, this—I don't know—it's—it is very polished. It's very slick. It, to me, it feels like the kind of the kind of song and the kind of band that will just be overlooked. They're just going to be a footnote in uh, in yeah. the Britpop landscape. But they still have a place in that Britpop landscape. So for me, like the great ocean of Britpop that's swimming over everybody, they're a limpet. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. They've got an important role to play, but they're bound to get missed. It's funny. We we completely
1: agree. I think in our uh, sort of summary of this song, but we couldn't have gone for more different animals. <laughs> mine mine is a little bit tenuous. So. I've, I've started off by thinking obviously the seahorses have kind of evolved from something else something that was sort of big and mighty before um so i was thinking well what evolved from what a direct sort of ancestor of the dinosaurs so i was going for an animal that's, that's a direct ancestor of uh, of the dinosaurs so i've gone for a crocodile and i decided that crocodile also kind of worked because crocodiles should be quite exciting to go and see and when you see a crocodile it should be wow that's a crocodile but actually they're really boring if you've ever seen them in zoos or whatever they don't really do anything they just sort of lay there sunbathe don't sort of piss around and don't really do a lot and i think that's why this song for me is a
0: crocodile i can't argue with that excellent description
1: is it a crocodile, uh, limpet
0: is it both is it both <laughs> would a crocodile overlook a limpet would a limpet overlook a crocodile <laughs> who knows uh anyway to, to to end this nonsense uh we've got one last one last track Uh, It's by a band called Symposium. It's called Farewell to Twilight. Well, that one takes a while to kick in, but fuck me, that chorus is good, isn't it? Um, yeah. This is the, again. I'm almost making the case for the defence in some ways. This is this is that tightrope. The lyrics are stupid. Uh, they're clearly just a bunch of six formers that have that have done well, but to a certain extent, they've they've lifted themselves out of that muck and mire of obedient label-friendly pop bands, and they're more this kind of I suppose a sort of Brit post rock thing that's going on at the moment. You know, you put them in there with, we talked about them earlier, with with someone like Feeder, and they've got the hooks, they've got the choruses, but they but there's so much more to them than that. I, I think this is a great song. And I'd be surprised if a band like this didn't stick around forever. I think they could be absolutely huge. They've already supported the Foo Fighters. They've had some good festival slots. So they're going to be around for a hundred years. They're a giant tortoise. <laughs> I was going to
1: ask if you've seen them live actually because they look like they'd be a cracking live band
0: absolutely, yeah the, the guy Ross who fronts them, like, I, I think he almost broke his arm when I saw him, he just like flew into the crowd and did that thing where the crowd kind of move out of the way a little bit and just hit the ground but he just got up and kept singing, it was fucking brilliant they are uh, it's just just so much energy came off them and yep. i think that's the live act is where you really can tell the difference with some of the Britpop pop bands I and mean, you know i'll take i'll take oasis out of this to a certain extent i'll take blur out of this as well You know, they've they've got a stage presence, but so many of them just come up, stand there, look down at their feet and play their guitars. It's so nice to see a bit of energy and a bit of life and a bit more interaction with the crowd. And it's so it's so appreciated. I think this this song really kicks that in. But if the first time you hear it, you listen to it, the first minute you're you're wondering, what is this soft nonsense? But it just kicks (laughs) in some of the post Britpop, post Britpop, Neil's finest, uh, finest work.
1: Post grip flop okay we are I'm starting to get on board with that as a description but let's let's not go with it just yet so I, I really enjoyed this as well I mean, it's such a fun song and like I would say they just look like a fantastic band to, to go and see and um, this sounds like I'm going off at a tangent but I do have a point James have you have you used the internet much yet are you familiar with the internet?
0: I heard it's just for looking at naked ladies.
1: There, there is a lot of that, but there's also a, uh, a sort of a feature on there, if you like, where, I mean, this is where the internet could be very powerful in that you can type some words in and basically it will go off and trawl every source in the world. Basically. Oh, is it's that
0: that? Uh... Is that that dog pile site I've heard about? Uh, it's like a search, yeah. a search, a search yeah. machine.
1: Search machine, yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's a search yeah. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you can type words into the search machine, it'll go off and it'll find something and it'll bring back the closest possible hit to it. And I just decided to describe that symposium song into one of these search machines. And I typed in bouncy, charismatic, energetic, and friendly. And it came back with a picture of a bearded collie. <laughs> So and I was like, well, that's perfect for the Nearly Wild show. So therefore, this song is quite clearly a bearded collie.
0: Not a bearded collie.
1: No, 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 not a collie. No, no, no.
0: Like the, like the. the, it's it's a dog. That's a dog. Yes, it's a dog.
1: So next time, if you get on one of these search machines, type in bearded collie, and you'll get pictures of it.
0: Is it is it because it was dog pile when you go on it? Is it does it only give you? It dogs,
1: might, yeah, I, estimate, I, 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 I was so pleased with that one, I didn't search for anything else, so I don't know, maybe it just gives you a dog.
0: Because I've been using Lycos, which has a cat on it, so maybe if I do that, it's going to throw up like some really nice you know, tortoiseshell or something instead, <laughs> a little Siamese. <laughs> I so we're going to have wanna... a lot of on the internet in the coming years, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I really need to get on it. I mean, I, it the trouble is actually getting on the internet, because... Just the phone connection's really bad, and you know, like I, I'm missing so many phone calls when I, you know, when you go on it, it's
1: Get, getting getting that uh, that hit for the bit of collie took seven hours, but it was
0: worth it. So, but yeah, no, I mean that's where, yeah, it it does just seem to be naked people and a lot of conspiracy theories. That's where I've been learning about this uh, Princess Diana stuff from. It's uh, it's oh, it's yeah. a weird and wonderful place. I I hope they learn to do something like good with it, with music and stuff, and like find a way of you know sharing music really. Easy. And and stuff but yeah it just seems to be a force for good at the moment i think it's i think it's brilliant i, I imagine we'll probably be doing our mini disc casts we've moved from we moved from fanzines to to cassettes, to uh, yep. to mini mini disc, and you know maybe we'll move on to the internet at one did day.
1: We do but... a, did we do a compact disc cast in the end? I can't remember. I know we talked about the <sighs> just disc
0: CDRs are so expensive. It just yeah. felt like yeah. felt like a waste. That's why that's why these mini discs are brilliant because yeah. you know I mean we only ever do it in one take, but uh, if we needed to do edits and stuff, it'd be so much easier on a mini disc. So uh, yeah, I think they'll live forever.
1: Yeah, yeah agreed. Just like Oasis and just like Britpop.
0: Well, well, and that's where and that's where we'll have to bring the uh, the episode to the close. And speaking of the uh, the World Wide Web, you can of course find content from us on the internet if you go to uh, to this very very new website that's that's you know it's it's only just been invented called, uh, <laughs> called called Twitter. In fact, it might not even have been invented yet, but I believe there is still a page for it. If you go to www that's World Wide Web www.twitter dot com forward slash all just noise one that's all just noise one you'll uh you'll you'll find us and yeah there you'll be able to find an address for us where you can write to us and uh, if you send us a stamped address envelope we'll send you a mini disc with uh with all our podcasts on uh all our uh committee <laughs> disc casts on and you'll be able to enjoy those um for uh, for all eternity on your mini disc players oh my god that was painful
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i mean well done yes well yeah absolutely i think it's the future it's clearly the future
0: Clearly, uh, without any further ado, uh, I suppose that's that's the end of this. um We'll put our black ties on for the for the funeral in a few weeks, and uh, not for Britpop, obviously, no, no, not <laughs> that. that. Um, and uh, and we'll be back soon with uh, with with the latest from New Labour and uh, and the post Britpop years. So Neil, cha cha cha, cha cha cha.